Are you guys ready? I'm ready. You're ready to do the new episode of the Memo Podcast? Yes. <laughs> That's what one of the guys sounds like of the videos I would watch when it's like, how to edit your podcast. That's badly an egal thing. What, that voice? Yeah. Shout out, Igua. Um, what's it called? I had something I wanted to ask you guys off the top, and it wow, really slipped my mind. Chance. I really had <laughs> one chance. Um, and if you, you had anything, it. maybe it'll come back to me so that I can redeem well, I'm myself. supposed to say something that might remind what? you. Do you of never what have you a. Th- oh, say? I remember what it was. I'm happy to help. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is just like a random question I was thinking of on the way. It might have been because. Well, I'm sure you could put it together. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I already know. Yeah. Um, say you were a boss at a job and you're interviewing people. Guy comes in, t shirt and sweats, blows the interview away. Excellent candidate. Interesting. Next guy comes in. He's good, but you know, he's not the last guy, but he's in a suit. Who are you hiring? Interesting. It depends. It all depends. It depends. I don't know if you <laughs> even interview the guy in the beginning if he's not wearing a suit. If he's in sweats and a <laughs> no. t shirt, no, no. you don't you don't if interview some, him. If somebody sets up a time to interview and he shows up wearing whatever, I'm gonna interview him just to see what he's got. I don't think that I don't think if so. it's if it's you gotta give the guy a shot. You get you gave the guy you offer yeah, well. people <laughs> interviews, you know, like you you make cuts before then. So he already passed the test to show up. Is he rubbing it in your face? Hey, see let, you gotta see how tasteful it is. If if he shows up and he blows it away and it's it's it seems purposeful, then I'll I'll give the guy a job. Fuck yeah. See? <sighs> it's difficult, right? I think I'm giving him the job. The reason I was thinking Might of it, be passing I feel like up he on just Steve Jobs. Even get the, I feel like you wouldn't give him the time of day. You do you think you wouldn't as yourself? Would you give I that guy the time of day? Would. I'd probably not I'd probably not interview him. I'd think it was an insult. It was if an intentional slap in the face. If no. What then what's a, the reason? That, you think it's something against you. That's no, it's just yeah, it's just disrespectful. It's just like, oh fuck you! I'm gonna wear sweatpants to this serious no, job interview because no, no, no. I don't respect what, you that's, as a man. That's very egotistical to think that it's about. He's being you. egotistical. Yeah. Okay. So it, that's a that's confidence if I it's don't about want him. Egos in my company. What if it's a anyway, statement? What's the statement? I don't give it's a like fuck you, about you. you. Listen you know, to me. You're not wasting any time because you like if you're hiring people the right way, you sectioned off this. Th- 30 or minutes or an hour for this person. So the time is wasted anyway. You know, you scheduled for it. You planned for that being a cost. Interview the guy. See what he's got. See why he showed up. Like Then if he if he is anything less than a 9.99 <laughs> out of 10, then fuck him. Yeah, exactly. If he knocks it out of the park, then I'm hiring that guy for sure. I like it. That's what I think I'm, I'm going with the guy in the sweats. If It's disrespectful. But what if it's just like what's disrespect? Like who showing a lack of like a, a lack of like a like a lack of respect <laughs> and like appreciation for the job. The, the focus is on him. Yeah, it's, he looks it's like all, a fucking it, hobo. It's all about him. But you're making about it yeah. yourself. He's not you're like gross and ugly. He's face. just wearing like a normal T-shirt, normal sweatpants. Not like gross Does stuff. Does he look like you? No, he's not wearing Gryffindor. Like okay. plain, yeah, like more say. like a Alex T-shirt. Like, what's what's the, what's with the pelicans? 
like the Pelicans? <laughs> there a reason behind it? Maybe we have to switch the subject now. You don't like Alex's Are you fashion? asking the guy in corduroys why, why corduroys? <laughs> no, because that's business casual. It's nice. It's professional. Don't make it about yourself. I'm not running a sweatshop. I it's want about people to actually care. Doesn't your job have a pretty uh, lenient dress code? The one you work yeah, at now. Matt wears sweatpants. Yeah, I, work I literally day. I wear sweatpants and t-shirts to my job quite often. So if you <laughs> but I did wear a suit when I got interviewed. See that the reason I was thinking of this is because like hard. I, you I get yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you present yourself in a positive light. Maybe they're why, positive why light. What's not positive about this? I was outfit? thinking if you had sweatpants on, it'd be different. You look good. I guess, but I mean, like, if you're into that, but I don't, you would have to wear jeans. At le- I mean, uh, these are jeans. Like, is <laughs> if this guy could come man. into your company, if and he's, if rip he's sales. easily, if he's easily the best person, who's just indicative of your character. If this guy can come what's in your wrong company, with, what's, what's wrong with guy? going against the grain, though? That's something I'm because looking you're for. You're going against the grain just for the sake of going against the grain. Why can't you put a suit on? Because she's stupid. Just, that's just going with the trend. Because you look professional, and if I'm hiring you, who for decides my business, that? Honestly, that's everybody, what I mean. everybody, nice everybody and together, and you look like everybody you're a who's man. who's making these leaps and bounds in business. Like, do you think Jeff Bezos did go against the grain? Of course he did. He, but he didn't go on a job interview in a sweatpants. He built his own company from the ground up. Yeah, I bet he didn't. Gives him the right to wear whatever the fuck he wants. So you're telling me he didn't go on many interviews, right? But if he did, he I bet you. So what's what's worse, not going to any interviews or going to the interview, but just wearing something less than your standard? What's more egotistical? He didn't have to go on interviews because he was in the middle of making Amazon. All right, so the the guy you're interviewing could be the next Jeff, Jeff Bezos. And yeah, he's and he's saying, interviewing I'm to not... cold call with me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What I was trying to say was, one hundred percent, this guy can come in and rip more sales than any employee park? you have. You're gonna knock him off your list because he chose some different clothes than. What is just societally decided the right thing to wear at work? Yes. No chance. Because I wouldn't even interview. But you him don't to even know. think that you should. I, I'm sure you do not what want to wear he, that at work. And the, if you are running, the most... you don't have to wear it to the job every day. Like I said, I wear shorts, I wear slippers, I wear hats. Like it doesn't matter. So you Once you already have the see job, see how that person would be. Once you fool in the them job. into thinking that you're a real adult, then you can wear pajamas to work. So, it, so you're just gonna willfully be fooled by people. Yeah, I, I like saying. to. I, I want to be. I want to be convinced. I want to be wrongfully convinced that you are a man of character before I invite you into my company. Right. Why'd you ask this? Where's this coming from? Because I was thinking about. Did I was you do like, this? I did do this. I had a few interviews. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. So I was just thinking, why? Like, why? Who decides that we have to wear suits and make it a thing? I was like, why is? I get why it's a thing. I understand no, I looking nice, whatever. Yeah, just looking, look nice. Looking presentable. I is. I get it, but it, I also it's just like, who's who's in? Like, why is everyone going along with it? <laughs> because it's it's like a nice standard, you know. I get I it's get like, it. All right. It's just funny I'm not, that it's. I'm not messing up all the basics. So then, at like at that point, maybe they'll give me a break for something I'm doing wrong. Yeah, during I the get interview. It. I get why it's a thing. Matter. Like I think wearing suits are fresh, but it's too. just funny that everyone who runs their own business like 
goes along with it, and I'm sure nobody. You can also not everyone, you can obviously. also show up looking overdressed. Like that's a thing. That is true. Yes, and I did that the first day of work. Once I got the job, I wore. Oh, you a wore suit. peacock feathers. I, wore, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a leotard and a tutu. And it just all went. It went south. No, I I wore a suit the first day on the job. Once I actually got it. And then I walked in and saw everybody who now dresses like how I dress, which is like complete disgusting animal. <laughs> and and I was in a suit and it was so embarrassing. I almost quit that day. <laughs> well, but, but no. So the thing like is, so like, a... and what you said, it, it's to make it so that if you don't kill the interview, at least it's not like a deciding factor. You know, it's like oh, when yeah. you're on the fence, they're not going to be yeah. like, he wore fucking sweatpants. What yeah. are we even doing? <laughs> like, if you wear sweatpants and a t-shirt, you better kill that interview. But we're, 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 we're assuming the scenario. That, we're the scenario is he, he is the obvious. If he wore the suit, there would no be no question. But he didn't wear the suit. He came in his sweatpants because he's a Don. Then I probably wouldn't even interview him. And I wouldn't know if he killed it or not. All right. Isn't, isn't that not a good thing? That's, yeah. All right. So when he starts sweatpants only next door and puts you out of business, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm happy I got Interesting. the. I'm happy you guys were in on that one. Yeah, it's good. All right, That's um, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys don't have any. You guys want to run a fucking gym? At your I come company. in every week the with the off the tops, and the I think I think it's time for you guys to start topping me off too. Whoa, whoa, you want me to what? You like that? Pause. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. Set that one up. You haven't done this before. Every week. <laughs> this is the first time. No, I come in with some off the tops. Yeah, Surprises. you did last week. I did. I forgot what it was, but I remember doing it. Yeah, because my brain is fried. It yeah. was about the Astros. I don't remember what we just talked about. <laughs> All right. At least we can form cohesive thoughts. Okay. Me and Richard. <laughs> What it got. That's what you get when you sit in the middle. Go interview for Berkshire Hathaway in sweatpants. See what happens to you. I'm Warren Buffett would love it. See if you don't get thrown it. out the fucking window. Warren Buffett is like the king of that. You think he'd let you interview? I, I wouldn't be you, Exactly. So then that's beside the point. Would <laughs> they send you into him? Is <laughs> Berkshire Hathaway? It's like the first round. <laughs> you just throw up. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Berkshire Hathaway is not the only successful company in the in the country is an example obviously well, you're gonna rattle off a million <laughs> companies just what are you one. gonna interview with apple google <laughs> <laughs> but it just makes your argument flawed no it's an example of a respectable company and if you showed up to Berkshire hathaway in sweatpants i the security guard would probably have you arrested <laughs> <laughs> they're def they definitely be like keep an eye on this guy like, yeah he's got something in his pocket yeah definitely whatever you, whatever Welcome to the memo. <laughs> um, we're here. We're back. We've got a lot on our plate today. We do. We've got a classic episode for you guys. It's a little bit of a, a throwback to the OG days. We're going to do some stamp shreds. The fan Didn't favorite. We do some stamp shreds. Uh, don't we do them every week? Yes, but I'm sa I'm saying this is a throwback because it's the original format of what we used to do. It's the stamp shreds into a scrap heap into uh, predictions. It's the it's the standard memo episode. Yes, it, okay. but it's a throwback because. Yeah, we haven't done it in a while. Yeah. All right. Well, and we'd have the old mics too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know our audience is really uh, picking up on our <laughs> mic. <quality. laughs> so, just an update on the standings. Following up from last week, Alex had a big week, four and zero on the board. 
as he slugs a can of uh, 12.5% alcohol. <laughs> um, I'm drunk after three. 4-0, he's sitting in atop the standings at 18-10. and 10. Richard and I both went 2-2, two and two, uh, meaning that we have not made, picked up any ground on each other or on Alex. Alex separated himself. Richard's 15 and 13. I'm still 500, 14 and 14. And it's getting scary for me. I think I'm going to have to start looking at hair dyes and figuring out <laughs> what, 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 definitely what my new looks going to be. Your company shouldn't let you in, in the door when you show up with blonde hair. What do you think? I'm putting my job on the line this in this season. Are you going to wear a hat? Are you allowed to wear a hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can wear a fucking ski mask if I want to. <laughs> so they're really lenient there. Why they don't you literally um, don't, dude? I could wear a speedo. A speedo? Ah, that maybe not. <laughs> Obviously, could wear a speedo. One, you don't have the figure. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. Be very distracting. Yeah, I don't know if I can I wear mean, like I've worn shorts that are like you know the little chubbies. You know, yeah, Alex is a big. Like the soccer guy. shorts. Yeah, but like I'm not a big chubby guy. Yeah, he's all about the European <laughs> bathing suits. I've seen you in the bathing suits. I've seen you in the summers. Mellows hit a yeah. three. Not to work. He is ten. I know. That's what I'm saying, though. You like chubbies at the beach. You should I wear fire them to work. anybody that doesn't show up in a full suit. Okay, I agree with you. <laughs> kidding. Um, kidding. what's so it called? That's, that's an update on the standings. Before we get into everything, why don't you uh, rattle off a little list of what we're gonna get into? Just so. Anyone tuning in has an idea. Yeah, full list. Just like the teams we're touching on. All right, well, we're going to get into a little stamp shred. A lot of talk about the Astros. Obviously, big topic so far. Um, we're going to discuss a little bit about the Los Angeles Chargers. The I almost there. I heard that. I almost said San Diego. <laughs> I really almost, that, came, that was close. Um, dive into the Cleveland Browns. A lot circulating around them right now. Um, they're been training their team for the MMA, I think, that I was reading. They're just going to start fighting everybody <laughs> on the field. WWE, um, I think. WWE, that's what it was, right. So those are some teams we've got. Some scrap heaps, which we're going to keep under wraps for now. Mine is a secret amongst us hosts, but yeah. I guess we're keeping it all a secret till we get there. Richard, he claims that he doesn't tell us the scraps anymore. I think you don't come up with them until the minute before. I have it. I've had it in my head since earlier today. Okay, sure. We'll see about that. All right. And then we're going to do our game picks, which there's a lot of good games on the schedule this week, NFL Week 12. One of the better weeks. Yeah, so we actually had to trim some of these games that we would like to talk about. They just couldn't make the cut. Sorry, Carson Wentz. But let's dive into it. That's all, all, right. Right. That's all I got for you right now. That was now. a nice list. Thank you. We're going to make that your weekly job. You're the list man. Okay. I'll be the overview guy. Yeah. You know, some people, before they get into it, they like to hear what they're hearing, you know? And they could be like, I don't want to fucking well, listen we're to like that. Twenty minutes into the show at this point. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a, you know? an engaging debate. Yeah. So. All right. <clears throat> um, so we'll uh, let's jump into some we stamp know you're shreds. Still listening. We'll start off with some stamp shreds. I go into um, what we started off last week with the Houston Astros. Some more information has came out since we recorded last week. A lot more uh, incriminating information. So our first stamp shred of the week will be. The Houston Astros should be stripped of the 2017 World Series title. Where yeah. do we go from here? Uh, I'll start this off. Um, 100%. Um, I don't think there's any fair punishment um, without this happening. Like, you can ban 
the key players who are involved. Like you can ban Carlos Beltran for life. You can ban AJ Hinch for life. You can ban whoever for Alex Cora, whatever role they played in implementing this process. Um, that sounds so great as a Yankees fan. Yeah. Astros, Red Sox, Mets managers. That's just, you <laughs> the, know, it's a Yankees dream that's come a, true. That's another topic is the <laughs> Mets just somehow being roped into this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so fucking Just like the minding their own business, you know, hire car. But like. Does it bother you that he's your manager now? Like, Yes, you- it does because they had to know about this. <laughs> They must have. Or, apparently, everybody knew about it. Yeah, apparently, everybody knew about it. And, like, if you didn't, that just means you don't have, like, a, your <laughs> finger on the pulse of yeah. the league. It's bad either way. Yeah. So, like, but at, I, I, not don't even... ex- I don't expect him to be the manager come opening day. Interesting. Um, but, and, like, if he is, that's just another, that's something very interesting that we'll, I'm sure we'll get into in later episodes. But not right now. But, uh, yeah, they blatantly cheated to win this World Series. Like, many examples and, met, like, it's it, pieces of evidence. That, should I stop? Shut up. Many, many pieces of evidence have come out that are, like, not even, not even under wraps. Like, didn't take much to uncover, you know, like. Stuff on live television, stuff in the Astros, like, championship DVD that they sold to people. Um, Like, that's where the evidence was. It was very out in the open. It's just now it has some attention pointed to it. And it's just very obvious that they cheated their way to a World Series title in 2017. So, like, the only thing you can do here is take that championship away from them. Um, You can draw comparisons to other teams that have, like, slightly, I don't know, like, bent the rules to their own liking, like the Patriots with the deflated balls and stuff. But, like, I don't think it's that that, it's, it's apples to oranges there. Like, that's not something you can really compare. Like, this is blatant cheating in, like, literally every single pitch of the ball game between like the banging on the garbage cans and maybe even like something that these players are wearing that would vibrate when it's like once when it's a fastball multiple times when it's a breaking ball like anybody that's ever played baseball knows like that is just a major advantage you have like if if i had that in high school not to like toot my own horn um but like, if I had that kind of thing in high school, like, I would have just fucking raked. Yeah, and I, I agree with you with everything you said. I think that it's an absolute bare minimum to strip the title. Like, that should be a given. Agreed. That has to happen. Everything else, there needs to be more that happens onto that because, like you said, or I don't know, I mean, I'm not sure if you, you mentioned this earlier in the day, but if you take the title away, like, oh, if, if that happens, all of the players, all the managers, they're probably just like, a sigh of relief like oh like they took our title away they still celebrated it they experienced it for two years they had the parade they had all the parties that wouldn't really matter it would hurt you know the record books and the, everything like that but it wouldn't it, it would seem like they got off easy honestly if you just took the title away because at this point now everybody already will think that it was a fake championship regardless or, or a tainted championship 
So on top of that, I, I want to see suspensions, GMs, managers, um, Alex Cora. I think he should never be allowed to step inside a baseball stadium again. He was the hitting coach for the Astros, right, at the time? I'm not sure. I think he was the hitting coach. Um, fact check. I think, yeah, to check on that for me. I, I don't think he was the pitching coach. Um, but everybody who was involved from that, the managers, the coaches, the GM, just it, it blows my mind that somebody would actually bring this whole idea to the table and like pitch it as is, this is something we should do. They're the best. They had the best roster in the game. They tanked for th- like five years to get these players, and they were all fantastic players. Like you said, Altuve, Bregman, Correa. Nobody doubts that these guys are actually legit players. Like They're great. But now, and you're going to take that, what do you have, and just implement this entire system of, of fraud and cheating and vibrating on the wristbands of what kind of pit. It just is so pathetic. And it, it, it you have to make a punishment that you can make sure that it never happens again. So the title, yeah, I'm going to stamp that, take the title away. But they need Manfred needs to do a lot more on top of that to, uh, to satisfy me personally. I, I agree that I'm going to stamp it as well. Let's just take it away. After I heard um, when you guys sent the picture of the the thing in the wristbands, the vibrating, like, <sighs> unbelievable. Unreal, dude. <laughs> like, they really went all out with what? this. And, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure when a ball's coming at you 90 miles per hour and above, it's way easier if you know what it's going to be. So, it's just, I don't know how, I, it sucks for the fans, too, because they're yeah. affected by it now. Yeah, the but, whole element of surprise, but... With pitching, excuse me, is when you think it's a fastball and then it drops at the last second. Like it's a breaking ball or a slider yeah. or something or it's a changeup. It catches you off guard. If you can't anticipate that coming in, you're going to be right on it every time. And that's why everybody had such high averages. They rarely struck out. Always like runners in scoring position, they get a timely hit. It, it yeah. just is so it's as, as somebody, As somebody that played baseball, like – like a moderately high level um, like in high school like varsity baseball even if it's as simple as like three year varsity player here big big guy hey, even if it's as simple as one buzz fastball two buzz like anything else yeah that is so helpful for a hitter yeah. like just knowing that this isn't going to be a fastball because like regard like all all baseball players, all hitters are just like, is this going to be a fastball or is it not? Yeah, because you're just mm-hmm. going to swing at the fastball. Cause right. It's right. Everybody's looking dead red. Like, everybody wants to hit a fastball. Like, any hitter is that. Um, this is crazy. This is the mo- This is the craziest thing that happened in sports in recent memory for me. Yes. And this is, like, including a year that, like, Antonio Brown went from uh, the – the best wide receiver in football to jobless. And we've been on this podcast, I think saying like, this is the craziest thing to happen in sports. And yeah. then just like 2019, like a one up by the Astros with the, the Astros my blatantly beard. cheating. And like, Oh my God. Like it's going to get worse too. There's more to the story. Yeah. Like it just keeps on like <laughs> even this year, like the Astros, it was just, from top to bottom, their lineup was just raking, and it's just like, whoa, they really don't have really... Were they, they doing have, it this year, too, or just the one year? That's the thing. I don't know if it's known who yet. Knows. Yeah, like, know. who even knows? But this, this, I'm suspicious about this year because 
everybody on this team was just hitting. Everybody. Like, That's the thing. You don't know if they're actually good players or if they're getting help yeah, from wristbands it, yeah. on their fucking arms. It's insane. And Altuve, when, when he hit that home run off Chapman, was he expecting it? He hung it a little bit. It was a bad pitch, but the guy <laughs> teed off on it right away. Game over. They're on. They're in the World Series. This is crazy. It's fucked up. It's yeah. It's do, is it? I'm it's got to like, be the biggest cheating scandal in sports. I'm trying to like oh, compare it to like another. Like another sport, and I don't know what it would be like. There's nothing. Maybe like if you just—it's like in the NFL. If you just know the play that's coming, like you, yeah. can, you know what routes they're running, and you can yeah. just pick them off every single play. Yeah. And you know if they're running or passing. Yeah. It's like a, an absurd advantage. Yeah, you're not supposed to know what the other person's <laughs> that's the, doing. That's yeah. The whole point of the game is to just try to like maybe to get the other person and then get to catch them off guard. Technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> We are just moving along, very smooth, very nice. Um, we were in the middle of still talking about the Astros, right? Yeah, I think um, so. It was like eight yeah, hours I was ago saying now. that I agree that uh, they should all be executed. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, they should have the title vacated. I don't know if they. I don't know everyone's involvement. I'm not that knowledgeable on the situation, so I can't be like Beltran should be banned and Car- Cargo Margot should be. Whatever, but hey, if it was really that big of an operation and like they put that much thought into it and really planned it out, then ban him, fuck him, get him out of there. It's uh, it's a disgrace to the sports world. I mean, I, I do think it's important to identify who like started this initiative, like who put it in place, like who got everyone on board. I think that's important, but like. The ramifications need to be wide. What I was trying to ask before, besides even being upset that the Mets should have knew about it, are you upset if he staged the manager just knowing that he did it? Just like, fucking cheated? No. All right. If the MLB decides not to punish him for it, then like... And he was the best candidate for the job. Just be funny then if the Mets sure, start but hitting homers. <laughs> but it, but what needs to be considered is like part of the reason Beltron was such a good candidate is because of this cheating scandal, and like he was a part of such a good organization that cheated. Mm, so now you his so credentials. Like, right. So like, his, exactly his credentials are like a little bit skewed. Um, cons- considering that, and he, if he's still the best, g- like, I can see this going wrong. One, because it's the Mets. Two, because I didn't agree with them firing Mickey Calloway in the first place. Um, three. What are what? you going to call me? No, 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 no. I'm asking you a question. Why? Why didn't you think they should fire Mickey Calloway? Because, I, th- I. Th- I think they should have fired Mickey Calloway if they knew they were going to get somebody more experienced than him because I think his biggest flaw was that he wasn't an experienced manager. And from his first year to his second year, I think he got a lot better. Yeah, he didn't submit incorrect lineups in the second year. Yeah, that. (laughs) And, like, if you were going to fire Mickey Calloway and go out and get a Joe Madden or a Joe Girardi, then sure. By all means, fire Mickey Calloway. But 
if you're going to go out and f- if you're going to fire Mickey Calloway and go out and get somebody who's just as inexperienced, you hire Beltron. He's less experienced. You're just like kind of running in place here. Yeah, but it's different because I, I get what you're saying, but I think there's more to it than just experience or inexperience. Like, there's a way to like get the players on board and you know control the clubhouse and actually call a game. That was the, that was the best part of Mickey Callaway's tenure is he was able to get the players to play really hard for 162 games, and like. You saw it with what Pete Alonzo was saying to the media all year. Like, we still believe we're going to fight until we're mathematically eliminated. And they had a good, like, they finished 10 games over 500 with having to play the Nationals and the Braves more than any other team in the league. They had a fairly successful season. And I think if you keep Mickey Callaway another year of growth, like, maybe you would see him, like, blossom into the manager you saw when you hired him now you hire carlos beltran who's never done it before and on top of it he has this cheating scandal well, yeah. like how much was that playing into his success obviously now the mets kind of look stupid for what they did obviously now it's a little different knowing that i thought at the time when it when beltran was hired that it was going to be a good move because there's something you know obviously he has never managed before but he would easily in my opinion get the respect of the clubhouse just because he is who he is Carlos Beltran he's a great baseball mind this is all now with a caveat because who knows how long he's been doing this or who how how different his mindset is in terms of cheating but going into it the reason that he was hired is because he is a great baseball mind and he's been around the game for so long he obviously would be able to have the respect of the players, can relate to the players. He had just been there in the clubhouse, like one of them, um, speaking to a lot of <coughs> like what, what these guys are going through and just being able to relate to them, which I think is important. I don't know specifically how much of an issue or what exactly went wrong with Callaway. I think most of it was probably that it wasn't the guy Brody Van Wagenen hired. So that's kind of just like the whole thing when you have a GM who doesn't get to – pick his own coach that coach that is there is going to be on a short leash because you know the gm wants to have his own guy and same thing goes with the jets how we've seen when they you know gm fired to keep the coach coach fired keep the gm like that whole thing you want your gm to bring in your own manager um so in that regard i think that bringing in beltron a guy that is on the same page with the gm with the owner who was going to be able to relate to the players. I think it was a good move at the time. Um, but, I mean, you would know more about Mickey Calloway and what he's been doing. But I never thought that he did anything yeah. to make him, like, deserve so, to really stick around. So, I can speak to that. Me um, either. The, the, the biggest problem with Mickey Calloway is he would make just... It seemed like the inexperience was a big part of his shortcomings. He would pull pitchers who were dealing a little bit too early and just very tactical mistakes, like things that the p- the fans could pick up on. Like, why are you pitch hitting for this hitter here? Or why, why is Alonzo sitting today? He just hit two home runs yesterday. Um, 
it 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 seemed like an inexperienced thing and also i don't know how much there how much merit there is to this but supposedly van wagenen was very much in his ear like had a like was a big time micromanager of callaway's duties and i don't know like if inexperience is your only issue then like he has two years under his belt like give him another shot and if if you're gonna fire him at least make sure that you bring somebody experienced on board but if your solution is carlos beltran then i'm just assuming that in carlos beltran's first year as mets manager he's gonna go through the stuff that every first year manager does which is like inexperience i've never done this before i'm gonna make mistakes I'm going to work through these growing pains. And it's like, all right, Matt fans, another year where you have to say next year. Maybe next year he'll be better. And, like, maybe they'll go 500, and that'll be good enough to appease Met fans for now. And then it's like, all right, next year. And then you bring him back for another year, and then, like, Van Wagenen gets fired. And it's like, holy and shit, when cycle. is this fucking cycle going to end? Like, when are we just going to be good? So in that case, like you, you guys know we talk every day. I want like I'm not a big fan of Callaway, but I said from the beginning like if we're gonna fire Callaway, we need to bring somebody in who solves the issue of this inexperience, and we didn't do that. So I'm just like, well, what are we doing? And then we have this whole cheating scandal on top of it, and it's just like, fuck, like being a Mets fan sucks. <laughs> No, I, I I agree with what you're saying. I like. <clears throat> I think it, it it has more to. Do. The thing is too, because like you said, with Brody Van Wagen and kind of like micromanaging Callaway and always being in his ear and that, I think that that's that's just what baseball is these days with the analytics and everything. And Agreed. <clears throat> the Mets are not going to be a team that's going to go spend five million dollars a year for John Matt for Joe Madden. When they can bring in a guy who's he's got a big name, he's Carlos Beltran, but he's a, he's also a first year manager who's not going to be too expensive. He said he wanted to coach in New York, so it kind of like fell into their lap. It was a way for them to appease the fan base, honestly, like just like bringing in somebody who has the recognition and the the resume is a dirty fucking cheater, and then they're able to and let's be honest, bring it back and. Let's let's be honest. Beltran strong armed the Mets into this position. Like he had interviews lined up with other teams, and he said, "I only want to manage for the Mets." And the Mets were like, "All right, we'll hire you then." Yeah, sure. If that's the case, then you're in. So like, I think he's. I think he would be a good manager. That's the thing. That's if my he point. ever gets that, if he ever gets to interact with a major league baseball team again. That's a yeah. that's. A big part of this, but I thought and going a, in, and a I big thought part it was a of good his signing. I said that. Me too, and a big part of it, like I, I, I spoke about this before this whole cheating scandal came out. I said a big part of Beltran's resume was the fact that he was a part of the Astros organization. He was a part of the Yankees organization. The uh, supposedly he was the runner-up to um, Boone for the Yankees really? managerial position. Yeah, and one of the big. Uh, Wasn't he still playing? It was like the year after he stopped. Yeah. Was right, right. Boone. They cheated in 2017, and then they hired Boone in 2018. Okay. Right. Exactly. Nice. 
but one of the one of the big like lines on his resume was that the Astros were really good at at uh, picking up pitchers, tipping pitches, and like I th- I thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, wow, like somebody who's really good at like identifying the pitch before it goes to the plate, like how f- how incredible is that? And then like we hire him i'm like wow like our hitters are going to be set like imagine alonzo like just knowing what the pitch is going to be before it gets to the plate and it just comes out that he he just had like a monitor set up in the clubhouse (laughs) so like was someone watching like hiding somewhere so there was a camera set up in center field that would uh, like the camera would submit the footage to this monitor that was in the clubhouse, and there were these two guys in the clubhouse just watching this monitor. And when it was a off-speed pitch or a changeup specifically, I think it was, they'd bang the garbage can. And that, that, and those videos that you s- hear of like, yeah. So, so you what was the point of the buzzing bandages? That that might have just like the. It might have just been like a safeguard for it. Like, first thing is these buzzing bandages. Like, it buzz, and like the buzzing bandages. Honestly, is kind of just speculation at this point. Like, the 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 video and the banging. There's hard evidence for okay. that. Like, that's there. That 100% happened. The buzzing bandages is just speculation. But like, that's even better. Like, if you can just press a button and it buzzes the batter's fucking arm sleeve and it's like one buzz for a fastball two for an off-speed pitch then that's even better but what was definitely happening was that there was a camera set up in centered field the camera would get footage of whatever the catcher's call was whoever was watching the footage of that camera would bang the garbage can if it was an off-speed pitch and then if the batter hears the bang then they know it's coming Right. It's crazy. It's insane. It's it's absolutely insane. All right. Should we move on to our next stamp shred? Very long one. There was some hardships in between, but we made it through. <coughs> I know you don't really want to get into this one, but... <coughs> the next stamp shred. This season should be Philip Rivers' last in a Chargers uniform. <sighs> Last in a Chargers uniform or last in the NFL? I think that they're one in the same. This breaks my heart to have to talk about because last season, Phillip Rivers was an MVP finalist. He had a great year. They went 12-4. and They made the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Everything looked great. You bring the same team back next year. Hopefully you don't play the Patriots in the playoffs and you win a Super Bowl. That was the dream. But now, all of a sudden, this guy can't get out of his own way. They've lost a lot of bad games this year to teams that they probably should have beat, and most of it wasn't because of Phillip Rivers. But these past two games, they played the Raiders and the Chiefs, games that they could have won, that they honestly should have won, but Phillip Rivers threw seven interceptions in two games against two division rivals in must-win moments. And now the season is shot, 
and it largely rests on Philip Rivers' shoulders. So where do you go from here? I'm going to shred this. I don't think that this – see, it's not a matter of if it, we think it will be or would it, it won't be. It's if it should be. And I'm still going to shred it. <laughs> I don't think that this should be his last year. I don't think it will be. I feel like most of the problems that they're having on offense aren't because of him. He hasn't helped the situation at all, but if you bring back a better offensive line, give him one year on a contract, draft a quarterback. I'm all I'm all for drafting a quarterback. And just let him, you know, try let him start the season. If it goes wrong, bring in the rookie, let like then you do the full rebuild if it goes wrong. But you have to build you have to build the team around it around him better and offensive line most importantly because they're still in win now mode with the roster that they have they're a good team and they can win games you just have to give the quarterback time to throw the ball so i don't think that this should be his last year i want to see what they can do next season with a healthy complete roster and then go from there um is it he doesn't have another year left on his deal no okay so i I'm also going to shred it because I think best course of action for them would to be to draft a quarterback, but to bring him back another year because what you just said, that they do have talent on the roster, and maybe they're not the most talented roster, but like they have talent in important positions, cornerback, edge rusher, and maybe Rivers is done, but I think, you know, like you said, you shore up the O-line, you hope that maybe he has a little something left in him while you have this rookie that you don't have to just throw into the fire. You can have him develop for a year behind Rivers and maybe try and let him go out with a bang. And if he can't, then you bring the rookie in for the rest of the year. I think I don't think he's at a point like Eli has been for years with the Giants now, and they finally just moved on from him. I still think he's better than that. So I think maybe they can. And they do have better weapons than the Giants have had. So I think you, I think you bring him back. I don't think it yeah. should be his last year. I mean – Great weapons. Gordon Eckler, Henry, Keenan. Well, they won't Mike have. Williams. They probably won't have Gordon no, going they forward. They won't. Um, Justin Jackson better. Okay. Um, so the the statement is, this should be Philip Rivers' last season in a Chargers uniform. I'm not. I'm going to shred it too, but Philip Rivers is done. That's my stance on this. Phillip Rivers is done. They've given the guy... Look. It hurts. I, I've, like, I've been very vocal about I like Phillip Rivers a lot. Like I think he should be a Hall of Famer. I think he is a good enough quarterback to have won a Super Bowl in his career, but he kind of got screwed by just being a part of a bad organization. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the fuck yeah. But now he's slowing down. And it's it's actually a very similar situation to the Giants. Except Phillip Rivers is and always has been a better quarterback than Eli Manning. <laughs> JaVale McGee with this fucking sky hook. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. But I'll just repeat that again. Yeah. Philip Rivers is and always has been a better quarterback than Eli Manning. One more time. 
Uh, Phillip Rivers is and always has been a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, but like this is something. It it wasn't unforeseeable. Like he's old. We kind of saw it towards the end of last season, where like he definitely wasn't as good in the playoffs as he was like early in the season. He is just like. He's done. That's all it is. And yeah. I, I agree. Like, I didn't think of Richard's point before um, I started, like, thankfully he said that before I started doing my whole spiel. Like, if they can bring him back on, like, some deal and draft a quarterback and, like, groom a quarterback, to then, like, that's the best-case situation. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not his last – maybe it shouldn't be his last his last uh, season in a Chargers uniform. But – Philip Rivers is done. Yes, and that that's the thing I agree with you. They're never Philip Rivers. They're not winning a Super Bowl with Philip Rivers. No, it's not happening. He's not winning a Super but, Bowl. Yes, he will never win a Super Bowl. It's it's terrible. It's it breaks my heart, but it's true. But what I'm saying is, in terms of what's best for the Chargers organization, bring him back. Bring him back. Whatever happens, you know, if you can get, because they're gonna pick like between. The eighth pick and like the fourteenth pick, maybe somewhere in that range. And you see someone you like, you like you go up and get him. Like Listen, if, two, if Tua if Tua is gonna fall a little bit, I would take Tua. You can Absolutely. have Philip Rivers. You don't have to rush him at all. Tua can take a full year off, rehab, get healthy, whatever. Just him and Philip, they'll they'll talk. They'll you know he'll mentor him. I can only I can only sorry to interrupt you, but I can only imagine that Rivers will be. An amazing mentor for whoever's yeah. coming in next. Hell yeah, he's a great person. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He's super competitive, like he he wants what's best for like, the Chargers. Yeah, too, absolutely, sure. absolutely. So you bring him back on a year contract with an option or two years, whatever. If you can draft a quarterback, great. Let him learn under Rivers, whatever it is. You just start looking towards the future, but I don't see any option where you're going into next season with Tyrod Taylor as the starting quarterback or the, whoever you draft starting him from day one. You, you have to put a quarterback on the field, and I, like just let let Philip like if you can build the offensive line, if you can make it at least a little competitive, give him th- four or five games to see if he can do anything. If not, then fucking give up and then whatever. Yeah, man. I mean. And it's Maybe not like they have many fans to uh, appease. <laughs> Maybe a new O-line can get the last juice out of him because it seems like he's needed a new O-line for the past five, six, Career. seven, ten years. <laughs> it's, rid- it's ridiculous. We can go all day about the O-lines yep. in the league. but so I think we all shred this. Yeah, that's uh, two two segment, not two segments, two stamp shreds in a row where we uh, we swept all the same opinion. No, I'm not giving it back. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say too is if you don't draft a quarterback this season in the first round, the team itself, like the way that the rest of the roster is built, they're not going to be a team that if you have if you start Tyrod Taylor next year because he's their backup, or if you sign some fucking scrub like Mariota, like some some bad quarterback, like a bridge quarterback, the rest of the roster is good enough where they're not going to be able to be 3-13 and 13 or 4-12 and 12 and get a guy like Trevor Lawrence, which that won't happen. So I would I would take a quarterback this season, Jake Fromm, Tua, Herbert, whoever's there, and just make that the future. Just go with go with a quarterback. Pick one and do it. 
whatever. I'm really, I'm really curious to see what goes on with the Trevor Lawrence draft, because he's going one no matter what, and like the the question is just who is picking one. Mm-hmm. Like if it if it's the Jets picking one, like they're not. It de- I guess it depends yeah, I would, how it I goes. I think if the Jets were to pick one, either Sam Darnold would have to be out for the year. Or he'd have to like be incredibly bad. Yeah. So if if he's incredibly he's bad, I don't think then he's going to be incredibly bad. But <laughs> any anybody Darnold. who's on the board, for, saying if the Jets were whatever to pick one whatever it is, whatever it is, whoever has the number one overall pick just by way of who has the worst record in the league is gonna to let go of that is gonna need a king's ransom. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be interesting to see. It's too. It's too early. Assume, but there are a lot of quarterbacks in this draft with Tua and Fromm, Herbert, Burrow, and every quarterback needy team is going to get one. So someone's going to need a quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Buccaneer. Possible. Stamp it. Is that why Bruce Arians took the job? Get get Jameis out of there. Jameis sucks, by the way. Yeah, he sucks. Um, don't get anyone for next year. Just suck and then get Trevor Lawrence. Interesting, interesting. Could happen. But um, So they're just going to keep running Winston out there? <laughs> I can't watch <laughs> him can't. anymore. I can't. Is, I, I don't even want to talk so about his so bad. Stats. Um, that's it. That's all you wrote for it. All right. Stamp shred. Okay. This is the dumbest thing that's about to ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to read this. I stamp shred. The last one? Well, you, or the one oh, that up? wasn't the stamp shred? Oh. Uh, <laughs> what? Stamp or shred? The Browns are back. Shred because they never were anywhere to come back to so what what do you mean the browns are back the browns are back to four and six yeah browns are back baby stamp that i'm stamping it right on the dotted line listen the browns are back as in what this means is that the hype train is back because there was the no hype train was higher than cleveland coming into this year we can all agree on that they were the team of destiny they were the afc north champions for no team wanted to face them they ha- you you said they'd win the AFC North. I totally remember you saying okay. that. I I definitely <laughs> said that. <laughs> so you're an idiot. You said team of destiny. No, no. I hated no. Baker Mayfield before anyone I hated Baker Mayfield. That is true, but I said they were going to win the AFC North, and then you said to idiots. No, you said they were the team of destiny. Whatever. Same thing. The point no. is, Cleveland is back. The winner They've of the AFC North with the fucking yeah, best team in the league, Baltimore Ravens. It's just they not going to happen. Guess who beat the best team in the league? Weird game. The Cleveland Browns. Who? who who's? <laughs> what team is going to like watch the film for that game and say, like, what did the Browns do right? They're the only team to just – and they didn't even – wasn't even a close game. Demolished them. They just had a bad game, the Ravens. They just had a bad game. <laughs> That's what it looked like. The way, the way people talk about Lamar Jackson, he can't have bad games. 
Well, you had one. Everyone else who thinks that is an idiot. But I'm shredding it just because of the way it was worded because they're not back because they're never anything. And they're still not anything. Four and right. six. But I, I do think they have something. a shot at the playoffs. That should. I thought that's what it was going to be. Do the Brown, are the Browns like back in the playoff mix? And then I look at the phone, and it's the Browns are back. Like, so Do they have an exclamation point? Yeah. Yeah. And it Jesus had a nude. <laughs> the Browns are back. Look, the the rest of their schedule. They're just coming off. They beat two playoff teams, two games in a row. Now they have they Dude, go against uh, Miami. Don't fucking lie to our audience. Did the Steelers make the playoffs last year? The Steelers suck. They the didn't. The Steelers they didn't. suck. They didn't, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Okay, so they didn't make the playoffs. So you, they First of all, lie. Second of all, suck. they suck. Mason Rudolph sucks. Cleveland's back. Look, this is what you got. You got a team who has all the talent in the world. People forgot about them. Correct. They're two and six. They beat Buffalo. No, I, I think they have good team. They beat Steelers, who had won four games in a row. Now you go. Now you go against Miami, red hot. They won two straight. Oh, they lost. They lost something. They're also now out of one of the best pass rushers in the league. So I'm sure that'll be a little dent in their. Their run to destiny through the Bills and well, Steelers. Well, they're not gonna. They're not gonna lose the Dent Dolphins. Dent in Mason Rudolph's head. They're too. not gonna lose. They're, <laughs> they're addition by subtraction. They're just not gonna lose to the Dolphins. They just lost a special player, Teddy Walton. <laughs> he apparently struck his five-month pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> we might want to cut this. But, um, it's Mark Walton. Teddy Walton. Teddy Walton. Where would Teddy come from? <laughs> Um, so you got anyway, no, okay, so anyway, they will beat. I think the Miami. All right, this is then they play Pittsburgh. Pre-production. The Arizona. The Browns have a shot at the playoffs, and they will have. They will keep it going until they play the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to beat them. Cardinals are a better team than the Browns. Better coached. Better coached. Better, more disciplined. Kyler Murray has a lot less interceptions this season than Baker Mayfield. As a rookie who was thinking about playing shortstop for a little bit. And yeah, stamp that. Sam Darnold's better than Baker Mayfield. Stamp that. The Cardinals are going to eliminate the Browns from playoff contention. Won't be hard when they're four and eight by the time they play them. Stamp it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when they play them. I don't know if it's in three weeks from now. But stamp it. No, you're so stamp the Cardinals will beat the Browns. I'm s- I'm stamping the Cardinals will eliminate the Browns from playoff contention. I like it. I like Kyler Murray, Calamari. He demanded. Um, but yeah. Um, but I think they have a shot at playoff contention. Browns but still I'm not going to play both sides of the fence, so shred. Shitty old line, bad head coach. It's recipe for disaster. Gonna fucking and they just lost attitude. their best defensive player, and they're clearly not disciplined because their best defensive player is swinging helmets at people. That's and boss. First two guys, are, oh, someone's making someone's ear bleed. 
and two helmet to helmet hits, ejections all over the place. It's, um, it's not pretty over there, but they beat the Steelers with Mason Dumbhead. So I guess we can count on Oh, that. yeah. I'm going to uh, work in my own stamper shred. The Steelers suck. Stamp. That's your second ad lib stamp shred. <laughs> You couldn't come up with these in pre-production. We took an hour. You would have never agreed to it. What? That the that the Steelers yeah. suck. That's gonna it's be a bad idea for a segment. But okay. I just want to throw it out there that they suck. We're gonna move on to the scrap heap here, and Matt and Alex are about to find out what my scrap heap for the episode is. And I'm gonna go ahead, and I think this is the second time this has happened on the show. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and scrap myself. For disrespecting oh, the Lord and Savior, Jamal Adams. Um, he proved the past two weeks that he is, in fact, my father. <laughs> and, in fact, the best safety in the NFL. Um, he had two sacks a week ago, was AFC Defensive Player of the Week. And then this week comes out and he gets three sacks. And he's two sacks away from tying the record for sacks by a defensive back, which is eight. He has six. With six games left, and he, they play the Bengals, they play Miami, and while the Raiders are solid, I think he could maybe get in the backfield. Against Good old line so, they have. So he definitely has a chance to at least tie it, maybe break it, and he could maybe be the first defensive back to get double-digit sacks, which would be cool. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go scrap myself, um, Jabal. <clears throat> I'd like to send a personal apology to you. And I will never disrespect you again. And it might I come you. sack you. And um, if you saw the video of me one day and didn't want me to be a fan of yours, I completely understand. And um, you're my dad. So wow. I scrapped myself. Talking about a Listen, complete surrender. I, th- I think it's a little faulty, though. You didn't scrap him for his play on the field. He, he deserved to be scrapped for his attitude. But if he's going to be valuable to the team like he was, and he's he compared himself to Tom Brady and um, oh, so now he's Tom Brady. No, but he's playing great. He's been one of the most valuable he's defensive players in the league in the past two weeks. Not as impactful as Tom Brady and Aaron Donald still, but if he plays the way he's been playing for the past two weeks and continues it. A player like that can change a whole game on his own. He's honestly, honestly, uh, sorry to cut you off, but well, that's not okay. <laughs> no, I'm but I, I think he probably like felt the backlash because a lot of people were talking out against him, and he like used it as motivation to play better. And I mean, I'm pretty sure after. When he was making those comments, he made he had a pretty bad game against s- someone. Miami was the team that that Maybe was Jacksonville. before the, the deadline week was Miami, I think. But hey, if th- if this is going to be motivation for him to play better, then by all means, like, good prove people wrong. No, he's definitely amazing. He he's he's one of the he's the best. One of two best safeties in the NFL. That's That's nice to hear for a Jet fan. No, it's for sure. And, but the thing is, you just got to worry about if he wants to 
play for the Jets, and that's what that's what the whole scrap was about. That with the trade deadline, saying how he hates losing and all of this. He uh, rumors were swirling that he was like okaying a trade to Dallas, and then he got super offended that they didn't trade him. Whatever it is, like n- n- the whole the whole issue with him was never about his play on the field. He's a great safety. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, I think everything Jamal Adams has done <laughs> in his career is absolutely fine. So. That was a scrap heap. Uh, I'm a disrespectful sinner. That's funny. And I'm done. <laughs> okay, funny. So there's one scrap. I'll I'll go next. I'll scrap. I'll throw my scrap out there. It's gonna be somebody who shares the same first name as me, and I'm embarrassed to to say that. Matt Gay. It's a <laughs> it's Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Um. I think, and I asked this before, I'm not sure if I had scrapped him a couple weeks ago. I think you've scrapped him a few times. I, I think I did when he did the whole shit with the, he didn't run the ball against the Chargers and he took the long field goal and then they missed it. I might have scrapped him there, so I'm going to scrap him again. The opposite of what Richard is doing, apologizing for a scrap. I'm going to double down on this scrap because he made an even bigger mistake and he's getting even worse as a head coach. We talked about this guy. He was the coach of the year last year. Why? I don't know. It's going to go down as one of the the worst coach of the year winners of all time because after this season, he's going to be fired. He's going to go back to being an offensive coordinator. Probably will never have the same success again. And the reason is because he's a terrible fucking coach. He goes, okay, they played the Rams on Sunday night. He decides to kick a long field goal. It was like 47 yards or something. They missed the field goal. Okay, it was like fourth and one or something like that. They missed the field goal. Then they go back down into the same kind of situation, fourth and nine, within field goal range. It would have been a deep field goal, but he obviously didn't have faith in his kicker because they missed the first time. So he goes for it on fourth and nine. Doesn't get it. So if you're that kicker right now, what are you thinking? Like, oh, this guy, he hates me. He's got no confidence in me at all, right? You go for it on fourth and nine. Like, I, I can't hit a 50-yard or whatever. So he's done. You kill the confidence in your kicker, and then and again it happens, third time around, fourth and whatever it was. It was fourth down. They decide to kick it. They're going to kick another field goal. So now you're the kicker going back out there thinking to yourself, I mean, I, I fucked up the first time. Why? Like, I'm not gonna hit this. I'm not gonna be able to hit this one here. Maybe he's not thinking that, but at the same time, like, you have your coach who doesn't fucking trust you. Clearly, he misses again. That's not how you inspire your fucking players to do well. Okay, so he misses two field goals, and that's not even getting to the worst part about Matt Nagy's night when he benches Mitch Trubisky at the worst possible time. They're down by ten with two minutes left. Yeah, Trubisky's not going to win the game. Chase Daniel is not going to win the game. Why are you benching your your franchise, quote-unquote franchise quarterback, in that moment? Nothing good is going to come out of it. It's a Sunday night game. The entire rest of the week, you know you're going to be dealing with, oh, this is it, Trubisky's done. They, They benched Trubisky now, two minutes left. What happened? He's over. And now you just have to answer to that all week. Just let Trubisky go out there. Deal with it in the in the the rest of the week. If you want to bench him, you don't want to start him next week, whatever. But you're not accomplishing anything by benching him with two minutes left. 
I bet you he starts next week. Trubisky's going to be the starting quarterback, right? Like they're not going to start Chase Daniel. They so you should, just, but you just you 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 create a shitstorm for your team, kill your quarterback. The kicker is dead. You have no confidence in anybody. You're grasping at straws. And he's doing all of this because he's trying to save his job because he knows that he's fucked more than anybody else is fucked. Because if, if he can't win with Trubisky, he can't win with Chase Daniel, whoever you're putting out there, he's trying to say, look, it's not me. It's Mitch Trubisky. He's the one that's the problem. When in reality, it's you, Matt Nagy. It's you. You call fucking terrible plays. Third and one, you're running fucking end arounds to David Montgomery, who is hurt in the game. He's injured. He's not 100%. You just are putting your team in a position to lose week in and week out, making bad decisions, and then fucking having an attitude about it in the postgame. So I think Matt Nagy is one of the worst coaches in the NFL who fell into an amazing defense last year and an easy schedule because the Bears were bad the year before, and he's paying for it right now. And I just don't see how he gets out from this. I think, fuck you, Matt Nagy. You're done. You suck. And that's my scrap, and I feel good about it. Excellent scrap until you said the Bears had an easy schedule because they were bad the year before when you've always been a guy who says it doesn't matter what place you came in. You play one team who was a last player, two teams in last place. Yeah, I I want you to go back on that right now. They played a last place schedule. What? (laughs) When did I say that? All of a sudden, you play you play the worst teams in the NFC, the two worst teams in each division. You have gone against this exact argument multiple times. When you're like, oh, yeah, you play a few last place teams, you but like whatever you play another full division and this full division, and then you play your. I know how the schedule works, but it's still a last place schedule. All right, so when have I said this? now you think the last place schedule is is easier I don't remember ever saying that it wasn't well okay we'll pull up the footage we'll pull we'll put up the footage they had an easy schedule they went 12 and 4 and they had an easy schedule and he wins coach of the year they had an easy schedule because they played they were in last place the year before right but I'm just going to tell you because you clearly don't remember. I don't remember this at all. You have gone against that argument that players, that teams that come in last place have an easier schedule because they play <laughs> two other last place teams. It's just. I don't remember that happening. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll work it into the ad. We'll let Alex get into his scrap now, but now you were scrapped again. Listen, Matt Nagy I is agree a with bad you. coach. I agree with you. I agree with you, but you're just going back Trubisky on. Trubisky was not the problem in that game. He didn't have a good game, but he has had worse games. He was, not the, he was not the problem in that game. To bench him like that with two minutes left when you're down by 10, when there's no possible scenario when you win the game, you're scapegoating Trubisky and just putting all the blame on him. It's terrible. I, it's terrible. No. I agree with you. I I 100% agree with you. I'm not going to put the focus on your inconsistency. Um we're not going to we're not going to focus on that. I agree with you. No, I agree with you. Honestly, I think it was one of Trubisky's better games. 
So, like, whatever. Your turn. He's, he still sucks. He's, uh, whatever. Uh, tricky situation over there. <laughs> my now we know why Alex sounded so far away. Because he mm. talks like this. <laughs> my scrap heap is... I know a lot of people might be against this one, but my scrap heap is Mason Rudolph. Ah. <laughs> Look, let's work backwards here. Mason Rudolph. Let's let's take it from the the standpoint of him post game, right? Complaining about Miles Garrett, smashing him in the head with a with a helmet. Bush League. Bush League. That's what he said. He said it's, it's Bush League. It's not, it's not, that's, it's not really any league. It's not what you call that. Yeah. That's so, what he said, though. Okay. So, you need some time? Yeah. <laughs> so, Bush League is like when you. Like fucking walk over the mound in baseball. Yeah, like bush league is when like you when you don't follow some unwritten rule. Yeah, it's just not bush league. Obviously, obviously. Okay, dirty. let's 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 settle this first. It's not okay what Miles Garrett did. Let's just settle that. What Miles Garrett did was not okay. You smash somebody's own helmet over his own head. That's just not okay, and you should be punished for it. And I think the indefinite suspension the rest of this season, that is, that's fine. But let's talk about Mason Rudolph. Let's, let's talk about the role Mason Rudolph played in this. You mean future Steelers franchise quarterback Mason Rudolph? God forbid. God forbid. Because he had a terrible game. We were we were recording last week's episode while we were watching that game. I know Matt has been big on the the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, coach of the year. I know Matt is kind of big on Mason Rudolph. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Okay, he's out now. But so, do you have anything to say about Mason Rudolph? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm I'm getting to it. I'm just trying to structure structure this the right way. Okay. So Miles Garrett there's 22 seconds left in the game and Miles Garrett goes and absolutely takes down Mason Rudolph. It was it was roughing the passer. Lays his body on top of him for a second. You know, Miles Garrett is known as a dirty player, but this play is not at all out of his realm of things he's done. So Mason Rudolph throws a pick, obviously, because he threw four of them, and like there's a high percent chance that he threw a pick on that play because he sucks. And Miles Garrett brings him to the ground, lays on top of him. He, I actually think he completed the pass. <laughs> But Mason Rudolph takes it upon himself because he's very frustrated to grab Miles Garrett's helmet. Just like, 
pull on it for a little bit. Miles Garrett. By the way, if anybody doesn't know who Miles Garrett is, one of the best def- defensive players in the league. Definitely a enormous scary man. My- Mason Rudolph takes it upon himself to grab his helmet. And like I'm assuming that most of our listeners have been like in some sort of scrap. Like, yeah, I'm definitely not a fighter myself, we but have like some scrappy listeners. We have some scrappy <laughs> listeners, right? <laughs> Like, <laughs> if I like, I'm just putting myself in the position of Mason Rudolph. Like, if I'm in a bar, and uh, somebody does something that's maybe not exactly what I want, but you know, like it ha- it happens pretty frequently. Um, and I decide, like, I'm in a bar and. I decide to just like give a little tap to somebody's face at the bar. I just like, I go up to this guy that I don't really like that much. And I'm just like this, I just give him a little slap. Should I just like expect like a little, just a little slap back? No, I should expect to be rocked in that face. Helmet to I, th- I think you head. should expect uh, some sort of escalation of the issue. So that's what happened. Mason Rudolph, what Miles Garrett did was wrong, but it's something that we see in every single NFL game, roughing the passer. Every every single one, we see one of these. You don't do that to the stars in this league. I'm not done. Not done. So Mason Rudolph retaliates. Because he's frustrated that he is playing terribly. That is why. And his team is losing. That's why he did it. So Mason Rudolph escalates the situation. And then Miles Garrett takes it to a whole other level. Takes off Mason Rudolph's helmet, slaps him in the head with it. Completely out of line. And Miles Garrett's suspension is completely fine. Rest of the season, that's fine. It is what it is. But what is Mason Rudolph thinking here? To pull, t- tug on the helmet of a behemoth. It's like fucking going up to the the dragon and tugging on its tail. What like what do you think is going to happen? These are people that are trained to, like Miles Garrett's one job is to come and demolish you. And he did that. Um, I I just think I'm scrapping Mason Rudolph here because what was he expecting? Was he expecting Mason was he expecting Miles Garrett to just be like, nah, you're chilling, buddy. No. They no. were in a fight. They were in a they were in a brawl, the two of them, head to head. Yeah. And and Mason Rudolph did not back down against this dragon behemoth beast that you're talking about. Then, he fucking was being attacked. He got dr- dropped to the floor. He was being attacked. laid on top of. There's eight seconds left in the game. The game is over. Miles Garrett is way out of line. If you're Mason Rudolph, dude, you're gonna fucking grab whatever you can to defend yourself. His face mask was right in front of his face. He's grabbing at his head and saying, get the fuck off me. Then Mason Rudolph escalated the situation, and he should be held accountable. Well, 
roughing the passer obviously happens every single week, but like you're not supposed to do it. That's so it's like, it's it, but it's. But it doesn't. But it. But it doesn't matter because what, what, what Miles Garrett did in that situation was roughing the passer and nothing more. It was roughing the passer, and it's on. It was. It's on, the the referees to throw a flag, and penalize Miles Garrett for roughing the passer. It is not on Mason Rudolph, to take it upon himself, to retaliate. Once you retaliate, you're in the wrong. So why is Mason Rudolph getting away with escalating the situation? Why? I don't know. He was defending himself. But when you get fucking pummeled on a play and it's an illegal hit, if you retaliate, you get penalized. are like accidental situations like roughing the passer when the quarterback he throws the ball and the guy just like finishes the tackle that's one thing it's roughing the passer or like he he scruffs his helmet it's helmet to helmet but it wasn't with intention of being dirty miles garrett eight seconds left in the game they won he's just diving on top of him and staying there and just like i'm sure he's talking shit he's just like on top of him i'm not saying what what miles garrett did was completely wrong but mason rudolph if you're gonna take it upon yourself to grab the helmet of this guy expect retaliation you're stupid for not expecting that kind of like he was expecting it and he was ready to go toe to toe with him in a fair fist fight and then then all of a sudden this guy's throwing helmets around but then why why after the why after the game is he acting like a little bitch bush league bush league I give. He asked for it. He he asked to get some sort of retaliation. He, Maybe yes, not he to was the extent asking for a helmet to be smashed no, over his no, head. No, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm saying I know. I'm saying Miles Garrett deserves suspension, but Mason Rudolph, like, what did you ex- like? At the very least, Miles Garrett should have fucking punched this kid in the face. All right, so he, well, he, he also was got like stomped out by Mike Pouncey and whoever that other guy was. So, so he was like, "I'm gonna take this little bitch's helmet off his face and then smash him in the head with it because because he grabbed my face mask." I don't well, think he was. was <laughs> I don't think he was thinking of it like that. But all right, well, I I like, see your point of view on the scrap. I just think you need a helmet to the head. I don't think he needed a helmet to the head, but I just think Mason Rudolph, <laughs> Mason Rudolph, when you fuck with somebody like Miles Garrett, expect retaliation. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Memo. This was uh, more wild and out of pocket than we ever thought it would be, but I hope it was a good time. We had fun. Don't wrap it up. <laughs> tune in. Tune in next week. Maybe Alex might be done peeing the next time we record. But uh, until then, see you later. Uh, keep a lookout on our Instagram for our game predictions because Why are you wrapping you know, it up? <laughs> we got we got into some really heated debates here on our subjects, and uh, we don't think the the predictions need their own segment here. So we're gonna wrap, wrap it up, it up. <laughs> for Alex. And, 
Where I'm through the fucking predictions. <laughs> Thanks. We'll see you next week.